Hi friends, welcome to another episode of The Stories That Wrote Me. I'm Dre Pompriand, coming at you again from beautiful Costa Rica. And um, today, I don't have a title yet for this story as I'm recording it. I'm feeling that it's going to, uh, to come through as I'm recording. So I'm not going to beat around the bush, let's just hop on into it. We're traveling back in time now to last Tuesday. As I cross over the bridge from the beach to the main road in town, a man in a beat-up black car honks his horn at me repeatedly and starts hollering my way. Now, when a similar occurrence had taken place just four days prior, I had felt the rage creep up my body, tinting my cheeks scarlet and not in the cute rosy blush kind of way. <laughs> Upon taking one step out of my Airbnb, I had gotten catcalled by two men driving by in a work truck. Like so many times before, I found myself feeling unsafe, wishing I could throw on an invisibility cloak, wrestling with the familiar feelings of anger, exasperation, and resentment towards the opposite sex. Even during the many years of my life when I was disconnected from my anger and repressed it at every turn, the one thing that could always enrage me beyond belief was getting this type of unwanted attention on the street. As an adventurous soul who values freedom above all else and travels the world often alone, these loud abrasive displays have always shaken me for their ability to destabilize my sense of safety and security, which is of course one of the most basic of human needs. I was 12 years old the first time I got catcalled, or the first time I remember getting catcalled, and I remember not really feeling sure about what had happened. I knew that I felt scared, but I didn't really understand. That's when I first felt the weight of what it meant to be a woman in this world. Now for years I felt like all I could do when this type of thing happened was shrink under the voices that were louder and more aggressive than my own, simply internalize the anger and walk away quickly disempowered, allowing bitterness to take me over. This same disempowerment is eventually what led me to dress more masculine in certain places, to draw less attention towards myself, which of course didn't work because catcalling isn't about what a woman is wearing, it's about control, it's about oppression, it's about ownership of public spaces, but not for the reasons that I thought, which we'll circle back to shortly. For years, I allowed this to infuriate me, to make me feel unsafe, even victimized and resentful. But this day, when the man in the black car hooted and hollered, I reacted in a way that honestly shocked me and let me know that I had stepped into a new way of navigating through life. Through life. <laughs> just life, just the one. <laughs> just the one this time. So he honks and he yells and where I've shrunk and grown bitter, this time I feel my heart open and a voice that I barely recognize speaks through me without giving me the chance to even filter its words. Nobody likes that. Please don't do that. But my voice is not angry, my eyes are not scornful, I am gazing into his soul softly as a mother would her beloved child. The voice that speaks is gentle, compassionate, slightly disappointed because she knows that he can do better, but it is not condemning. It is simply inviting him back towards his God-given divinity. His eyes remain locked on mine for a few seconds that feel more like a brief eternity, and as I prepare to break the gaze, I see him soften as he mutters, okay. 
his eyes dropping down to the ground, a wounded child who hurt when he just wanted to love. As I continue my stroll, I notice the feeling of peace within me. Where I had normally hardened, I had softened, and in doing so, invited him to do the same. You see, I've spent most of my life figuring out what it means to be a woman in this world, but only in the last few months have I begun to consider what it means to be a man. Understanding that although things have been and continue to be difficult for women, men are fighting a battle all their own, though at this point in time, this battle is often more silent and even more taboo. And <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about what I mean by this. One of the things that I realized over the course of this year of you know being in my Saturn return, working on my business, doing all of these things, being in a really vulnerable state, like crying a lot more than I was used to, I have seen how important and grounding it has been for me to be able to reach out to a girlfriend, to cry into in my partner's arms, to allow the emotions to move through me. And I had this revelation one day where I had this like really cathartic crying session and afterwards I was like, thinking of, you know, important men in my life who have told me that they struggle to connect with their tears, that they haven't cried in years, that they don't, you know, they can't talk to to their buddies about what's going on for them. And I was like, fuck, like that's that's a battle all its own. So I think of the embodied expressions of the polarities, the divine feminine and masculine how there is this narrative that tells us that toxic masculinity is the problem and therefore men are the problem when that is so far from the truth. I've noticed this tendency within society, especially now, to not really acknowledge that the toxic feminine exists alongside the toxic masculine, further fueling his flames. Not to mention the fact that women can and often do also exhibit toxic masculine behavior. Now, let me pre preface this by stating that I am a feminist through and through, but to me, feminism means equality. It means restoring balance between the genders and it has unconditional love and compassion at its core. Yet, there's a part of this movement that has gone completely the other way. It's taken to bashing men, cancel culture, invalidating their human condition, to creating this hateful counterculture that whole smash the patriarchy, the future is female, fuck men narrative is actually ironically enough, a super toxically masculine expression. <laughs> and of course, as with any hate or anger based movements, this does nothing but fortify toxic masculinity, misogyny and create further, further division, less harmony and less positive movement forward. I remember back when I was living in Australia, I was speaking to a friend about, you know, the imminent rise of the matriarchy. And I saw her wise, her, her wise, <laughs> her eyes widen as she stated, I've only ever heard fuck the patriarchy, never the rise of the matriarchy. And now this is textbook language dynamics. Like there's a reason why anti-drug movements and wars on things don't work because they create counter movements. And then it turns into this big old clusterfuck of everyone just feeling unsafe to be who they are and so now everyone is even more at each other's necks and it doesn't fucking work. Now in those few moments of staring into this cat caller's eyes I understood more about men than I had in all of my years of just flipping them off and being angry. 
It was as though I got to witness his entire life story, this little boy raised in a culture that invalidates his feelings, that tells him to suppress his emotions, that stifles his expression under the threat that so many things are not masculine and tough enough about him. And then this little boy grows into a man who at his core is just divine energy. The masculine wants to be desired as much as he desires the feminine, but now he's being brought up in a culture that tells him shit like, oh, women don't care about sex, men are the ones who always want it, like, you know, men are disgusting, men are X, Y, and Z, <laughs> right? Which is a super disempowering narrative for both sexes. I shared a little bit in the slut episode about how this narrative is what led me to thinking that I was like broken or a slut just for being a sexual being. And for men, it tells them that the most that they can aspire to be is these like fucking machines. And if they're not these like hyper masculine studs, then they're unworthy and they're ridiculed by society. And so this man, he thinks that the only way for him to get this attention that he so yearns for is to be more aggressive, more puffy chested, more dominant. All of these qualities that he's been taught are the most important qualities that he can embody as a man, while his more tender parts are mocked, ridiculed, and suppressed. And so his sensitive soul goes into hiding and his ego gets to take the wheel. Now, having spent time around kids, like I'm sure you can attest to this, little boys do not cry less than little girls <laughs> that is a myth from the time that our kids are young we're conditioning with all of the we're conditioning them with all of these gender roles there are so many feminine men in the world and masculine women in the world and all of these different expressions that fall along this spectrum and all of it needs to be loved <laughs> it all needs to be loved if we desire to move forward as a society and finally get back to this place of restoring the balance, the harmony. It's not about the downfall of the patriarchy. It's not about smashing the patriarchy. It's about the rise of the feminine, the rise of the matriarchy alongside the patriarchy. The coexistence of the divine expression of both polarities is what creates heaven on earth. Now, if we consider the divine expression of the polarities, the embodied masculine is so deliciously electric. He lights up the feminine. He creates safety and structure in which she can flow and express and inspire. While the feminine is magnetic, as we've seen across history's greatest works of art since the beginning of time, the feminine is the muse. <laughs> I have been her many times, okay? <laughs> in her divine expression, the feminine is here to inspire the masculine to rise, not because she is better, but because she invites him to reconnect with the beauty of life, with the art within him, with that flowy, creative, playful side. And so as a woman, I have a few different choices. I can choose to continue meeting the toxic masculine with more toxic masculine, <laughs> which I have done, okay? I'm gonna take ownership for that. I. Like I said, I used to feel really angry when I would get catcalled and I would totally like flip dudes off or just like stare daggers at them or just like, ugh, like fuck, men, ugh. I saw that that wasn't the solution. I saw that it just fueled everything even further. The next thing I can do is I can appease him by showing up in my toxic feminine. I can show up in that neediness, in that smallness that strokes his ego but starves his soul 
or I can choose something completely different. I can choose something that empowers both him and I to show up better. I can meet his fear with love. I can meet his toxicity with divinity. I can hold compassion. I can stop judging him for being the product of a society that has molded him this way. And instead, I can try as hard as it might be sometimes to understand that he too is suffering under the clutches of an archaic system. I can choose to meet him in my divine feminine expression and allow my innate magnetism to invite him to rise. Now, I want to make it very clear that I am by no means insinuating that women need to become responsible for the elevation of mankind single-handedly. Nor am I saying that men who do fucked up shit should not be held accountable. They absolutely do need to be held accountable. The only thing that I'm desiring to bring our attention towards is the fact that fighting fire with fire does not work. And we are living in a reality that is proof of that. <laughs> it is proof of that. So it's time to try something different. I remember a few years ago, I was at a yoga and art retreat with my mom in Sweden. It was led by these two beautiful Hindu monks. And on one of the evenings, they put on this documentary. I believe it was called Human. It was just different people from around the world over a black backdrop talking on a certain theme. Now, the one that most moved me was a prisoner who had murdered his pregnant girlfriend speaking on the theme of love. It started out a little bit jarringly with him you know, confessing the reason why he was in prison and explaining a little bit about his story, how growing up his dad had been incredibly abusive, incredibly violent, and as he would be beating him, drawing blood and everything, he would say, I do this because I love you. I do this because I love you. And so that became his programming. Love has to hurt. Love has to hurt. And when he grew up and got into relationships, he continued operating with that programming. So when he loved somebody, he would hurt them physically in the same way that his dad has done, had done. To the point where he ended up killing his girlfriend who was pregnant with a baby. He then went on to saying that he had never been able to understand what love had meant because he had never seen an example of it until the person that he least expected showed him what it actually meant to love. This woman came to his, uh, his prison to visit him and told him, you know, I forgive you, I love you, I understand. And that woman was his girlfriend's mother. Now, I remember even as I tell this story, I have chills. <laughs> I have like goosebumps because there are so many examples of times when this has been the case. When all somebody needs is to be loved. When all somebody needs is to be held in compassion. Especially for the masculine right now, that hasn't always been the case. There's been this tough love, this stuff down all your feelings, this don't tell anyone about your struggle. There's a reason why men are disproportionately affected when it comes to suicide. They've been told not to feel. <laughs> 
they've been told not to feel. And as somebody who <laughs> feels a fucking lot, I can't even imagine what my life would be like if I had to stuff all of that down. I can imagine that I would probably be really fucking angry, that I would probably be really fucking aggressive. And so I invite us all to come into a place of deeper compassion, to understand that both the masculine and the feminine exist within all of us. And so as a woman, when I point at a man and say, fuck you, you're the worst, you're disgusting, blah, 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 I'm actually dishonoring a part of myself. And for a man who oppresses a woman, who makes a woman feel unsafe, who does all of these things, he's really just oppressing himself. And so women, you have this incredible gift to inspire, to invite the masculine to rise by your simple loving presence. Men, women desire you. <laughs> they want you, they're attracted to you, you're valuable, but only when you make her feel safe. I was actually thinking that, like, one of the times I got catcalled, like, I was like, that dude's actually attractive. Like, how do you not, how do you not haunt at me? I, I might have looked his way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's so real. That's so real. But the second that a woman feels unsafe, it's like, <gasps> fight or flight and, like, fuck you. Like, you're the worst now. <laughs> so, those are my reflections on this, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say controversial theme, but one that has been really, really expansive for me to lean into. It also feels super liberating to not like house resentment towards half of the population and to just really be able to, to see everyone where they're at and be like, fuck, like, yes, I've been through some shit, but you have too in a different way. And I see you. Men, I see you, I hear you. Your emotions are valid. Your emotions are valid. I love y'all so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with me. I'm sending you the biggest love beam from across the miles. And um, yeah, if you're enjoying this podcast, it's super, super helpful. If you hit subscribe on Spotify, five stars on Apple Podcasts, and um, share with any friends that you feel might resonate. And uh, you can also check out my website or my Patreon to find out different ways that you can support me or work with me one-on-one. -on -one. I love you.